Welcome back to Pop Friction. It's a show about what divides us. My name is Rocky and M's name is M. And we are going to talk about the 94th Academy Awards. Yeah, looking forward to to talking about those awards. Yes, we're going to talk about those awards. And uh, and uh, there, there's lots to talk about. I have the... Um, I have the winners and nominees in one tab and a like a feed of everything that happened in the show in another tab. So yeah, the show began uh, with uh, Venus and Serena Williams presenting from inside the Dolby theater, announcing the first performance of the night, which was a pre-recorded performance by Beyonce. Yeah. They were all wearing like tennis ball green uh yeah it was beautiful it was really good that one no notes from me yeah I probably my favorite I don't think any of the like musical performances were bad per se but I definitely feel like that was a strong favorite of mine (laughs) from the night just you know I mean choreo it's incredible the you know great just like framing and blocking the I loved the interpolation of like of like uh, California Love and a couple other songs in there just some 90s hip-hop stuff you know sliding into the this song and uh yeah a, a, a high note to start out the show yeah for sure and then we uh we had um Amy Schumer and Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes, our three hosts, come out along with DJ Khaled, who uh, hyped them up. Was there for some reason? Yeah, it was a whole thing when they, and I mean, we'll, I, I think we'll get into the host shortly. It was a whole thing when they like announced that DJ Khaled was going to be one of the presenters. And like, in a sense, they used him the way you're supposed to use DJ Khaled, which is just to like come out at the beginning and hype people up. But like, I was also, a little disappointed that he just sort of like <laughs> ran by, you know, mm-hmm. nothing juicy from DJ Khaled true. at it's the Oscars. True. How'd you feel about the three hosts? Uh, you know, um, I think it could have gone better. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was not, you know, from the beginning, it was like, these are three people <laughs> who have nothing to do with each other. But like, I felt like these are three people who individually would probably be decent Oscar hosts. And like, you know, together, I I, I didn't expect it to go poorly. And I, I, I don't think it went entirely poorly, but I do think it, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it kind of softened the poor quality of joke delivery and some of the more brutal moments like the prop comedy that there were three of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think if it had been any one of them, uh, definitely, especially Amy Schumer, it would have been much worse. That's true. That's very true. And I think, um, I think all of them got a few solid jokes off over the course of the night um, Mm -hmm. from the, from the first monologue, I remember we left at uh, when Schumer said, um, don't look up is nominated. I guess the Academy members don't look up reviews. That's solid. <laughs> That's wordplay. 
That was a decent one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there were a lot that didn't land as well. There was the, um, I, I, I think that there was the like uh, House of Random Accents, uh, House mm-hmm. of Gucci jab that Wanda Sykes had that didn't really land. There were delivery problems, <laughs> I yeah. think, you know. Like, here's the thing. The Oscar jokes are never that great. And you really just need to, like, find a host who can deliver them well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'll get into that more later. But I think that, uh, obviously, this was sort of a last-minute pick with these three. And I think there was generally part of it, I think, was, you know, the production of this show from uh, uh, Will Packer was a producer. And, you know, you could tell throughout the show, like it was very much like you've got to hit every line and go right to the next one. You know, we're just going to go really quickly through this, Um, which obviously didn't work. But I think part of that is also that, like, in having three hosts, they were like, okay, so they're all going to come out and do a monologue. And then they're each going to do a solo monologue, but they're also going to be paired up and they're going to do bits. Like, like this is a very bit heavy show <laughs> to its detriment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the costume bit, the prop comedy, the Wanda Sykes at the Oscar Museum bit, a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought I I, I like the uh, the museum bit, but I think um, it, it's just like you know the past couple of years where there has where there hasn't been a host, it's been great because like the presenters do bits. So like I feel like maybe at most you want some kind of big monologue at the beginning, but at a certain point, you don't want to do a bit to lead into a bit to lead into a bit. You want to just get to the 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 awards. But I do think uh, every recipient of an award for a technical field should uh, have to do like a full type five. Yes, and we'll get we'll get into one who did. <laughs> um, they they did the three of them monologue, and then Amy Schumer did her little uh, little bit. She did the the joke about Leonardo DiCaprio uh, leaving behind a better world for his girlfriends. And that was a that was you know an oldie, but it it landed in the room. Yeah. And then uh, her and Daniel Kaluuya came out to present Best Supporting Actress to, to a bizarre, to say the least, uh, musical cue. Yeah, uh, Africa by Toto. Africa was the musical cue, and. Um, I really don't know what to say about it. Uh, just, uh, just a poor decision. There's also, I think, when Stephanie Beatrice came out, they played uh, Lies La Bonita. So, like, there were a couple, a couple, <laughs> a couple weird choices made in that <laughs> regard. I really just don't. I don't know, man, because I can't imagine that, like, <laughs> that they didn't realize, you know. Yeah, I like to think it's just like the oldest man in Hollywood was in charge of music cues and he was like, oh, what are they like for uh, Black people? Uh, I don't know, this one? Yeah, these guys love Africa. And um, and I don't know, even like with the show having uh, a Black producer, you, would, you, you wouldn't expect a gaffe like that <laughs> to like really come right out the gate. And yet. And yet. So yeah, Best Supporting Actress, uh, the uh, nominees in that category were 
Uh, Ariana DeBose, Jesse Buckley, Judy Dench, Kirsten Dunst, and Anjanou Ellis. The winner was Ariana DeBose, who gave a pretty good speech, pretty solid. Yeah, it was it was a nice win. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch. Yeah, we we we've talked a little bit about our our thoughts on the category. Uh, the you know the Judy Dench nom is uh, kind of funny, sort of a, a minimal role, but uh, you know they love their Judy Dench. Yeah, it's you know a role that is so fine. It's okay. It's really there. And I feel like as with a lot of these categories, it's like there's you know Belfast, <laughs> and then everything else is good. Um, that's just kind of often the case here and in this category you got jesse buckley and dunst and ellis like like that is a a fairly stacked um uh lineup i think yeah definitely i have a note here about uh debose being the third actor ever to win for a performance in a spielberg movie oh sorry that's an interesting note yeah just (laughs) just a little thing there um so next is uh the infamous regina hall bit (laughs) <laughs> I think um, just looking at it from I don't know I think it, it the idea is that it's one of those bits where the goal is to sort of bring a random assortment of celebs onto the stage to be like this is you know part of the fun of the Oscars is that we got all these got all these people in one room <laughs> anything could happen anything could happen <laughs> anything magic did. in the movies really uh, uh th- there are bits in this show that i think were just poorly delivered mm-hmm. uh but this <laughs> this is one that was poorly conceived i would say yeah also the the men that she called up on stage stood there for just way too long yeah it was really like a, a five minute version of what should have been like a 15 second bit <laughs> and they did the um the, like just in terms of those kinds of bits where they like bring the bring all the random celebs and they did the uh the like name that song bit at last year's show with Laurel um where the like the punchline was um I I think it was Judy Dench <laughs> I think it was uh you know Judy Dench knowing uh the butt but <laughs> I don't know it, it there were again delivery problems we know that these hosts were picked pretty late in the game later than they should have been and um i suspect that uh th- there were technical issues <laughs> in like the run-up to this show uh that because because you can tell there's like a th- there's like this very tight idea of like what they're supposed to do and like you know all the cues and stuff but like the actual sp- you know the hosts and presenters kind of seem like a little bit lost throughout the thing and then uh, we get our first intercut from the uh, for, from the pre-tape, uh, which was the sound category went to Dune, as as pretty much all the pre-tape ones did, like five out of eight. Yeah, they all uh, thanked uh, the director in French. That's you know their category. That's why they did the pre-tape. They knew mm-hmm. with this whole. Uh, pre-tape thing uh really (laughs) you know i think i think there's i i think it was probably just like you know disney said you have to cut we have to cut categories so we're gonna but we're not really gonna and uh at the end of the day um (laughs) made zero difference 
uh, really dumb didn't work. <laughs> they added so many other things that it did not matter. Yeah. And like a lot of weird stuff with them, like cutting audience reactions into the clips to make it look like it's live. And I think like when the when the things was actually happening, there was like a pre-recorded red carpet interview with Jessica Chastain that they like spliced into it, even though she was actually watching the the, the pre-tape part. Um, yeah, not 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 an experiment that should be repeated. <laughs> well, Guillermo del Toro was there to cheer. He was there to cheer, and I hope he did. I bet. I'm sure there was something in those. I bet he liked dude. Yeah, he's a he's a nerdy dude. Yeah, but um, he probably liked Oda too. But I, I, I yeah, think... he's also a feel good <laughs> dude. Yeah, sort of a sentimental yeah. guy. But uh, there were, I mean, as I've been saying over and over, there were a lot of measures to try and make the show shorter. And it ended up so much longer than last year, which this is something I want to say a little bit is that I feel like there's a lot, the consensus has become that last year's show wasn't good because of just like, you know, the ratings decline and all the changes that were made after that's, you know, how things start to look in the rearview mirror. Last year's show was pretty good. (laughs) It was brisk. Soderbergh uh, on production, you know, he gave it that 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 real snappy feel, and um, yeah, I think you know, speeches were good, jokes were pretty good, uh, mostly good winners. There was the 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 uh, best actor at the end fiasco was I I still think one of the funniest things to um, to happen at the Oscars. Yeah, definitely memorable. Yeah. So then, uh, cinematography. <laughs> which went to Greg Fraser for uh, for Dune. And uh, he was the one who, who had some bits. <laughs> he got off some bits. Yeah, at this point, I like, can't remember them. I just remember uh, the cringing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, in, in retrospect, I'm like, you know, good for him. Came to the show. He wrote some. He wrote some good bits, and he uh, he thanked Denis. He's a uh, guy. Also did the Batman. He get. He's he's getting it. Uh, there was the 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 next thing I have in my notes here is the um, Rachel Zegler and Jacob Elordi presentation, which you know, famously, uh, Rachel Zegler was not going to was not invited to the show, and then she. Uh, mentioned that she was not going to be invited to the show and it uh, became sort of a campaign to get her invited and then she ended up presenting yeah and uh her and Melody are obviously a classic tall and small uh which was happening throughout the night it's a very funny pairing yeah. when you got one that's really big and one really small yeah i think as they're selecting hosts for next year one big and one small is is what we'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, where is the diversity of height at the Oscars? Absolutely, they got they got these three women who I I don't know for a fact. It seems like they're about the same height. Wanda they, Sykes is famously a, short. 
I don't know about mm. Amy Schumer or Gina Hall. Whatever the case may be, they, uh, you know, we got to get, we, the, the tall and small stuff is, uh, was really that's what in full effect tonight. And that's easy. Like, that's not a five minute bit. That's, you see it and it's instantly funny. Kids love it. So they presented. They presented uh, best visual effects uh, to Dune. <laughs> that's, you're, you're telling me Dune won another thing yeah i i feel like it was relatively expected that dune was gonna sweep these technical awards mm-hmm. honestly i was saying this the whole season i think in retrospect and especially as the years go, go by it's gonna be a little crazy that like dune was never thought of as a front runner a movie no one in the award cycle really had anything negative to say about the only blockbuster out of the nominees you know this uh is this big grand theatrical experience that, um, you know, in, in a year where the Oscars were concerned about losing relevance and where it swept all the technical awards and got the most nominations, it just like, was, it wasn't even really talked about. But such is award season. I was thinking about how, you know, and we'll get into this, but I was also thinking about how just like, you know, if this show was two weeks earlier or two weeks later, the whole, the, you know, best picture would be completely different. The whole like uh, talk would be completely different. And they have been moving, moving around like when it is a lot. So it feels like, I don't know, I just felt very aware of, of how the like evolving conversation of, of award season affects like who ends up winning. Definitely. That feels like uh anything could change until the last minute yep how how long before the show are the decisions actually made uh are the envelopes hot from the printer it uh voting ends on uh ended this year on march 22nd which is five days before the show so uh yeah i think the envelopes are relatively hot ouch ouch owie (laughs) yeah ouch someone's got to do that (laughs) Someone small, I think. Uh, after that, we got uh, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, and Sean White, <laughs> who presented the James Bond montage. That was pretty legendary. <laughs> Not the montage, but the presence of uh, Tony Hawk. The presence of Tony Hawk, yeah. He had some good bits with Wesley Snipes backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, but very bizarre thing it, it, it's one of those things where you feel like they were like let's just have some sports people show up so that maybe like a, a kelly slater fan will be like oh i guess i'll watch the oscar <laughs> and uh the you know 60th anniversary james bond tribute i think makes sense there were um a number of tributes tonight and some of them didn't make as much sense <laughs> Yeah, no, the Bond one was good. Uh, it was better than the Godfather one. I'll say that. Yeah, they, they, they didn't uh, do as much with the Godfather one. They uh, sort of made some strange decisions. Um, we get another musical performance of uh, Dos Oroguitas from Encanto. We have Sebastian Yatra in his little, his little butterfly suit doing the Loved the butterfly the suit good butterfly suit uh the a a lot of like a lot of like sweeping cameras (laughs) for that number you know you sort of like it took us pretty far into the number to really notice the butterfly suit but um 
Yeah, that was a, that was a fine performance. <laughs> I think you know, very pretty good, solid. And then uh, the the Oscar cheer moment followed shortly thereafter. Oh, <laughs> Flash entering the Speed Force from <laughs> from Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's such a. <laughs> It's really good. I think it's funny how, like, in announcing that category, they weren't really clear that it was, like, of all time. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I think there's an element to, you know, Marvel fans are going to say the Spider-Man thing and Snyder fans are going to say the uh, Justice League thing. But I also feel like if they had been clear out of the gate that it could be any movie in history and it doesn't have to be Well, then everyone would have voted for Dreamgirls, I guess. Right. So many people must have voted for Dream Girl. <laughs> and to me, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I gotta respect it. But like... Wild. Wild times. Definitely. Uh, I feel like there is a lot of, you know, uh, hate for these Twitter voted categories. I think the, the cheer moment one turned out pretty dumb, but we will get into my thoughts on the uh, the fan favorite category when that comes up. Uh, let's see, some, some lapel ribbons were happening, some Ukraine tributes. Uh, they brought out the, um, second act band that had, uh, Travis Barker on drums and (laughs) I'm trying to remember who else, but it was just like, just had a band on stage with like, uh, Travis Barker, Sheila E and Robert Glasper. (laughs) made up the band they were also just not that noticeable yeah like they did the announcement but then it wasn't really like the music wasn't really extremely different in that part of the night yeah i could not have told you that the second act band was uh was there so there was the, the sound category and then there was uh, Yeon Yoo Jung presenting the supporting actor category, mm-hmm. which went to uh, Troy Kotzer for CODA. Um, and he, he gave a good speech. Yeah, his speech was really moving. Uh, yeah, the one thing that was really glaring in that was that uh, that w- the performance, uh, the, the speeches for coda were the only ones that had uh asl interpretation on stage right um, yeah <laughs> which is just you know it's that's that's a pretty like very obvious way to say how performative accessibility is for the oscars <laughs> Yeah, I think they added um, audio description. Well, that was actually last year. They added audio description. That was a sentimental year. But um, yeah, <laughs> if they wanted to, you know, do a whole thing with it, they could have. Um, I His speech was very long. I think, you know, people talk cite the Will Smith speech as a source of this show's extensive length. I would, I, I think his, I think his and Troy Kotzer's speech are actually about the same length. They're both around five minutes and, you know, I don't mind a long speech when it's, when, it, when it's not all the speeches that are long, you know? Uh, and that category, the supporting actor category had Kieran Hines for Belfast, uh, Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog and JK Simmons for being the Ricardos. <laughs> 
Ricardo's is really a movie that like that was another good Amy Schumer bit though is when she said like they made a movie about the greatest comedian and didn't have a single funny moment in it. Yeah, that was good. That was a roast. But uh, it, it's interesting how like by the time you actually get to the show, like Ricardo's is completely out the window. I mean, I think what happened is like it seems like actors like being the Ricardo's and no one else did. <laughs> so. It had good actors, just was a bad Aaron Sorkin movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched the One Perfect Shot show on HBO Max yet, but like the idea of like having Aaron Sorkin break down one of the shots he directed for, for like half an hour or whatever is, is really funny to me. <laughs> uh that sounds like one of the rings of hell i'm not sure which but uh yeah yeah it would be a good prank to pull on him (laughs) i mean it's interesting to me that like with all the all the coda love uh that marley matlin was never really in the conversation given that she has previously won an oscar (laughs) and was in the movie but uh yeah good 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 performance from from troy kotzer if anything, I might say that it feel it sort of feels like there was the like Paul Racy momentum in supporting actor last year for Sound of Metal, and like it didn't quite reach it, and it feels a little bit like they're like, well, now let's you know give it to the Paul Racy type. We got uh, Reba McIntyre. Reba. <laughs> we had Reba performing the Diane Warren song of the year. Somehow you do from a movie that I think is called Four Good Days. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right to me. Uh, yeah, Reba was very sort of understated and uh, one of the more straightforward musical performances of the night. Her, her voice is good. Yeah, I, I think it was impressive to just watch her like almost perfectly still just, you know, delivering some really powerful vocals. I, you know, I, I thought I, I was taken by her voice for sure um and i guess that performance was played as some kind of ukraine tribute because they had uh mila kunis introduce her and then they did the, uh. the, the the card afterward um yeah they also i i don't know if it was every commercial break that they uh played that like crypto.com fundraising for ukraine thing but like it, it, it recurred throughout the show it did. That's a really uh, horrifying advertisement. Pretty strange. Pretty strange stuff. Uh, we got the Riz Ahmed win in the supporting in the live action short category, mm-hmm. which uh, is a pretty good one. Pretty good speech. I like Riz Ahmed. Cool yeah. guy. <laughs> he, he sure is. I also had a good performance last year in Mogul Mowgli, which was not... Uh, part of the conversation um and then costume design went to uh jenny bevan for cruella she rocks yeah <laughs> she was very whimsical in acceptance uh i enjoyed that yeah i remember uh her speech when she won for fury road and like <laughs> i don't know she, she she just had a really fun energy in that speech and i think she she had also won previously for Room with a View, but I feel like, you know, I was introduced to her from the uh-huh. Fury Road speech and this sort of felt like an old friend coming back, you know. And, you know, I did like Cruella. 
I didn't see it. It, it. It's okay. The thing about it is that like, it's a lot more original than you expect it to be. And in a way it's like the most original movie Disney has released in like a decade plus. <laughs> but, <laughs> Cause because they brought on uh, Craig Gillespie, the Itanya guy, and he basically looked at the script and was like, I don't like this. I'm only doing it if you let me bring on my own writer and do my own thing. And so he brought on one of the writers from The Favorite and they, uh, you know, made this whole original thing with it. Costume design. And then we have uh, the We Don't Talk About Bruno performance. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> you know... Going into the show, I, I've been, you know, I've been sort of nonplussed about We Don't Talk About Bruno. I don't think it's necessarily the best song in that movie. Uh, and I kind of understand the, like, you know, why it's been such a hit with all the TikTok ability of it. But, like, I, I was... <laughs> when you have Megan the Stallion rapping about Hollywood's biggest night... <laughs> I love like a kind of ad libby explainer rap. Like to me, it yeah. had uh, Jay Z listing monsters energy. Like, Jay Z listing <laughs> monsters, uh, sort of a wild, wild west energy. You know, just like <laughs> really strong stuff. And of course, the two leads of Wild Wild West did both win Oscars uh, <laughs> at this show. But I think. Um, yeah, I, I really hope <laughs> it would be kind of insane if they did, but I really do sort of hope that they release the We Don't Talk About Bruno Megan Oscar verse version as a single. <laughs> yeah. Because I would get into it. I would I would like honestly just the Megan verse. I don't need We Don't Talk About Bruno. <laughs> yeah. I, I just need like <laughs> We just need someone to do a rap about Hollywood's biggest night at every show. <laughs> Strap in. After 93 years, we figured out what the Oscars have been missing. People don't know what the Oscars are, and here's how we explain it. Exactly. Someone's going to tune into the Oscars and be like, what am I watching? And here's Megan. <laughs> to talk about how all the stars are here and these three ladies are killing all the jokes and we and we love to see it um <laughs> megan was actually the first woman to rap at the oscars oh nice that's i mean i guess not that surprising yeah if you think about if you think about who's who's done it in the past you've got like eminem two years ago uh common a couple times uh Three Six Mafia, like it's a it's a small small category, and then we had uh, a reunion for the fifteenth anniversary of Juno. We had Jennifer Garner, Elliot Page, and J.K. Simmons. Um, Elliot Page, I beg you, go to a tailor. <laughs> it's cool. You can be a trans guy and look good. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's part of me that feels like he's got to be doing it on purpose, but then, but then also like, I don't know when, when you're doing it in every show, it's just like just do the fits. Um, some some more big small stuff going on though for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Nothing was really remarkable about the the Juno reunion. I don't know. Yeah, 
I, I guess I like to see it, but, yeah. but you know, they didn't really do anything. Um, we had, uh, and they presented the original screenplay Oscar to Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Yeah, what a <laughs> steaming pile of garbage to do that. <laughs> the nominees in that category were uh, also Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably give it to The Worst Person in the World out of those. Absolutely. I would say the rest of those screenplays are not great, but... Um, <laughs> Belfast one is funny I saw a, a tweet during the show that was like um, in, a, in a historic first the Oscars awarded the two worst screenplays of the year <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of, I mean a pretty bad one yeah I guess this is just you know we gotta give <laughs> they're giving it up for Kenneth Branagh they, they wanted to give him something Glad he got a little something. It's he deserves it after having to be uh, imprisoned on a boat with Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah, and this is really his um, his wild wild last Oscar. <laughs> and I guess they were like, it, it's this dumb thing with the Oscars where it's always like every award is actually for everything up to that point. So it's like we'll get to PTA later, and I, I don't know if they think uh, Joachim Trier is gonna come come back round <laughs> but uh we'll see I, I believe it and then we got uh adapted screenplay shortly thereafter that went to coda um who presented that one <laughs> whatever it went to coda sure did probably between the two i would say that coda is a weaker screenplay than than belfast <laughs> Yeah, and it was nominated against better screenplays. Yeah, it was nominated against Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. (laughs) Yeah, where Drive My Car and Power of the Dog are both just like insanely good adaptations. (laughs) Yeah, and and fucking Dune. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to Dune. Dune, you did great. You could really argue that the other four well, are Dune. like the four most substantial films of this entire Oscar season. <laughs> it went to Coda instead. But um, <laughs> I guess I haven't seen the French movie. I've been told it's uh, bad. <laughs> so maybe it's just like. I've just been told it, you know, it's worse. I don't know. I've also been told, though, that it's, like, pretty much a shot-for-shot remake, (laughs) which, again, just makes it so bizarre that they were given the screenplay The French one seems a little more, like, broad comedy. At least the poster Coda is a broad comedy. Yeah? I, I... I, I think it's marketed uh, as as like a you know as as more of a feel good movie, but I definitely when I was watching it, one of my one of you know last week, one of my big takeaways was that like th- there's a disproportionate amount of comedies among this year's nominees. Because I mean, I think I, I would say that Belfast is a comedy too, and then you've got Licorice Pizza and yeah. um, 
and uh, don't look up. You know, it's, it's a, a pretty funny little roster there. Some of these movies not very funny, but they're technically comedies. They're comedies. And um, yeah, <laughs> not a good one, that one. Uh, a lot of like, I think, I, I think most of the acting wins were fairly justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, you know, there, there were some decent wins, but there are also a lot of wins this year where it just sort of feels like out of pretty strong groups of nominations, they ended up picking pretty bad winners. Yeah. And then we had uh, the announcement of the five winners of the Oscar fan favorite category. They were uh, number five, Tick, Tick, Boom. Number four, Spider-Man No Way Home. Number three, Minamata. Number two, Cinderella. And number one, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It happened. (laughs) Army of the Dead won. Army of the Dead. They said it couldn't be done. I feel like from that outcome, I have been completely converted on the fan favorite category. I think they should do it and do it on Twitter every year. (laughs) I do love that it was just on Twitter. What a way. (laughs) It's so funny to do it on Twitter. Okay, who do you think is the type of person who got a Twitter account to be able to vote in the Oscar fan favorite poll? I mean... I don't know. You look at the nominees and I think and I think uh, the Johnny Depp fans are probably the ones who like would get on Twitter for it. Although, of course, there are many of them on Twitter already. But hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the, the way that this award worked out was just so completely satisfying. <laughs> like this, it worked out exactly the way I wanted it to. <laughs> I think the funniest win would probably have been Cinderella, but like, oh, that would have been hilarious. The fact that it came in second is pretty good too. It was at this point in the show that uh, Chris Rock came out to present the documentary award, (laughs) and and he did it. He did present the documentary award. Um. <laughs> there is so much completely unhinged <laughs> commentary, ongoing commentary happening about uh, the altercation with Will Smith. Um, and it's rough because like, as Chris Rock was doing his bit, I was like, my first thought was like, finally, someone who knows how to deliver these jokes. Yeah, his delivery was good even when his jokes were bad. Like his extended uh, Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz bit was also just like a bad kind of misogynistic joke. And Mm -hmm. uh, yet Chris Rock was delivering it. So it felt pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. And the, you know, he he came out and he did the like, wow, no one's wearing a mask. Which again is like not even really like <laughs> like saying anything, but the you know, Chris Rock is just <laughs> is just so good at the like technical aspects mm-hmm. of being a comedian that like he's the one who can deliver these kinds of jokes, and uh, <laughs> he delivered one about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and and her shaved head that uh, resulted in 
a slap. There are, uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about how, you know, they were both in the wrong. And they should have been, I, I, I just, I feel like there's, hmm, I'm sympathetic to both of them. <laughs> and I, I, I think that like, cause, cause first of all, I believe that Chris Rock didn't know and that he wouldn't have have told that joke if he knew. I think even without knowing about the alopecia, it is still like a mean joke and one that like would merit like an offended reaction from Jada. But knowing that he didn't know and and just the, the, the very particular context of everything going on there, I just feel like, you know, there was a joke there was a slap, no harm, no foul, or harm and foul, and we, and, and, you know, we're, we're all square, you know? Yeah, like, I just don't think uh, anyone needs to hear more about it. Yeah, uh, people, people were exceptionally quick to start um, trying to ascribe politics onto it. <laughs> And like, I, cause, cause that's the thing, like there isn't really a side of like, <laughs> it's not a two-sided thing. It's not like there's a side that's like Chris Rock was completely in the right. And it's, you know, there, there there's a question to be had about like, whether it was deserved that, uh, you, you know, whether that, 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 you know, about that reaction that, you know, there's not as, as, as clear an answer, but I think like, as soon as you're trying to like, turn it into a debate, <laughs> we're already going in the wrong direction for sure i think um uh you know assuming that the, that it's that it's water under the bridge assuming that at, at at a point in the near future that they uh reconcile which which i would hope for it seems like i don't know that <laughs> that's the thing it's like it's nothing but, but it's also a very specific situation and i i just i i don't think that like Chris Rock is friends with the Smiths <laughs> or that they like hang out a lot. I think he, w- w- when he tells these jokes about him, I think it comes to it from the perspective of like, I'm a celebrity, but they're like celebrities, <laughs> which is, which is kind of a ridiculous and be something you sort of have to have as a comedian, I think. But the, what I would hope would be the fallout of this is that uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock host the Oscars as a duo because I genuinely think that would be good. Right. That would be if if the Oscars are worried about ratings, that would uh, definitely be huge for them. <laughs> Absolutely. And they always, you know, whenever like something interesting happens the next year, they always got to try and do it again. Like uh, mm. they, they had the, you know, the after the Moonlight incident, they're like, we're bringing back Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway and they're going to get it right this time. And they did. And it was uh, Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> so did they get it right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, and then uh, Summer of Soul won. Uh, so, Summer of Soul, yes. Uh, yeah, real, real Philly moment after Philly moment <laughs> with uh, Will Smith and then Questlove. Mm-hmm. Although I was on like a Philly Facebook group and someone's like, no, Will Smith's from Overbrook. We don't claim him, <laughs> which was the first <laughs> time anyone's ever said that. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, I love to see Summer of Soul win. There was, um, you know, the fact that Flea was, uh, you know, nominated in these in these three categories and and didn't win any of them is uh, disappointing in a certain way. But I did feel like by the time we got to the show, I was like, I really do hope Summer of Soul wins because that was a good documentary. And then um, after that, we got a win from Billie Eilish. Yeah, for No Time to Die. For the No Time to Die song, I think it's funny when Lin-Manuel Miranda loses. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Just uh, not much more, not much more to be said on that. Uh yeah, and you know, I think Billie Eilish is a good win. I think it's a good song. She's the first person born in the two thousands to win an Oscar. Ooh. Yeah, she's all good so things. young. She is. She's younger than me, and and I we're either the same age or I'm younger than you. I think I'm twenty five. So, so I'm younger than yeah. you. Yeah, all all good stuff to me. Billie's performance um, was probably the weakest song performance uh just you know pretty plain <laughs> um and she was in that big dress and it was cool but it was like uh yeah she she gave more of like what one expects from an oscar performance which is like just a very staid and kind of austere you know uh, uh, rendition of whatever you're doing um so yeah. Right. And uh, also the song that she performed, I feel like, was released just just decades ago at this point. Um, it's true. Tired it's true. of that one. And heard it a lot. Seen her perform it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's done. <laughs> we can finally <laughs> move on from that song. There's the I mean, we talked a little bit about the uh, prop comedy bit. And there was also the, uh, we talked about the, the pre-tape for the museum thing. That was good. With the prop comedy bit, I think the thing with the last duel joke, it, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying, the, I, I don't think the last duel is off limits or like it's not cool to, you know, do a joke about it. But I just think that like, I don't know, just like when you're talking about a movie be, that was released by Disney in the middle of COVID and you're like making fun of it for not, making a ton of money you know it also made more money than like half the best picture nominee <laughs> oh interesting i didn't realize that who made the least of the best picture nominees do you know uh it looks like uh power of the dog which i think oh. uh you know i mean I, netflix doesn't release their full uh box office tallies right. i think so probably don't have a good call on that but it's also like never got like a wide release it was just sort of here and there yeah, that was very much a movie that everyone who I talked to watched on their laptop. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, but yeah. <laughs> um, that's the thing is that, I, you know, I, I saw a thing today about how like the, the Best Picture nominees saw like a total bump of $10 million from, from after being nominated. And it's like, you know, I think that just means that like, having the best picture nominees all be on streaming when the Oscars are happening, it defeats the purpose of the whole thing. Like, like if your goal is to make box office from the movies, you have to get people to go to theaters to see that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
But it's also a thing where, like, I think I think uh, Licorice Pizza and Belfast were the only two of the Best Picture nominees that like are not on streaming, mm-hmm. and they also had like they're also in like less than five hundred theaters right now. So, you know, just the studios dropping the ball. And then we had uh, Schumer do her Kirsten Dunst bit, which people were also insane about. <laughs> Like, <laughs> people don't know what a joke is yeah i think tensions i i think there was a certain like tension to jokes post chris rock and i also just think that like people will all will always assume the worst about anything that amy schumer says <laughs> which is partly just like her personality but i also think there is um i don't know there, there's definitely something <laughs> where like I don't know. People, people assume the worst. It, it's, it was uh, a, a middling bit that probably would have landed better if it was like a super A-list. But like, obviously, everyone knows who Kirsten Dunst is, but I feel like if it had been like a Meryl Streep or something, that joke would have would have landed a lot better. Right, but also like the bit is that Kirsten Dunst is obviously more famous than Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> which people would point out as like, uh, as like, oh, this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> just, just very strange reactions going on. I did like um, how she came out and she was like, "I've been changing out of that Spider-Man costume, but something happened." <laughs> that was good. That's that's a good bit. Yeah, you know, she like, I I was expecting that I would like. Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes and I would tolerate the, the Schumer part but looking back on it I do think that she you know had got the more memorable lines which you know obviously a, a staff of writers wrote all these lines but um yeah I guess I, I guess things worked out okay for her. then we got our best director Jane Campion we love to see it we love, we love Jane it. Campion <laughs> <laughs> She's great. And uh, yeah, she had, uh, you know, good speech, a good uh, as written speech. <laughs> Did not deviate from her prepared remarks. <laughs> Stick to the movies, babe. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty good category too, but uh, Campion, I, I'm... I'm happier with Campion winning than I think I would be with anyone else winning. Uh, yeah, no, that's exciting. Her her previous uh, not she, she was nominated for the piano before. Am I right? That's uh, right. And now they're showing the piano at uh, the um, Philadelphia Film Center this month. So i'm excited oh, i'll be shit. going I to see, see that. that yeah let's go i gotta see that let's go to the piano <laughs> what if there was a piano i bet you could play it yeah i guess we'll find out <laughs> uh what a card I, I i think i've also passed the um the godfather reunion but oh, uh yeah. to touch briefly on that weird <laughs> Yeah, they brought out um, Robert De Niro, famously not in The Godfather. Well, they they were celebrating the trilogy, even though they were celebrating the 50th anniversary of the first movie. But um, then bring out Sofia Coppola, you cowards. Yeah. (laughs) 
I wish they would. Um, it was good to see those those fellas, though. It was good to see the those the three guys. <laughs> yeah, they look uh, they look old. <laughs> they sure are. And uh, it was also there. There was a a good like reaction shot to the crowd of like uh, Spielberg getting a video of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there was a and there was the little montage that was set to like Kanye songs for some reason. <laughs> Just, you know, movies with famously great scores, <laughs> but, but it's like right, yeah. and especially when they tease you with the little bit of the main Godfather theme when they walked out on stage. I was like, ah, I just want that. <laughs> Yeah, and that was the that was the segment that was introduced by uh, Puff Daddy. Oh yeah. Who, um, you know, it, and uh, I guess I don't have anything to say about that, but he, <laughs> I, I, I see why they would have him present the Godfather thing. You know, sort of made that Godfather aesthetic a thing in the '90s. Yeah, he's cool, and they're cool. I think that's the main reason. <laughs> that's how you got to think. With the with these Oscars, I I had hoped that um, Coppola would would give a little plug for for Megalopolis, but uh, you know last year they did uh, three trailer drops. They did the um, In the Heights, Summer of Soul, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, West Side Story trailers, and this year they did one trailer drop, and it was Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, that looks bad. <laughs> Looks odd. It could be okay. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you can't count out Pixar necessarily, but it was a, a weird movie to be making. Um, <laughs> I want them to do more trailer drops, though. I was doing a bunch of research on the history of the Oscars for an article I wrote. And um, when they started doing ads, like the second year, Oldsmobile sponsored the show and everyone was like, if you're going to have ads, at least have ads for movies. <laughs> And that's how I feel. I think they could take notes from the fucking game awards and like and like drop these exclusive trailers. Yeah, and trailers are fun, and most ads aren't. We love trailers. They 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 put out a new uh, Top Gun Maverick trailer <laughs> this morning. <laughs> they could have put that out in the Oscars. A gun that tops. Yeah, yeah. That's what, what if there was a Top Gun? <laughs> <laughs> I, I and I was I was gonna do a bit because when I saw um it was the lost city a a, a great little movie and they uh, played the the same one Top Gun Maverick trailer that they've been playing for three years and I was gonna do a joke about that and then I looked and they had released a new trailer like thirty oh. minutes ago <laughs> so. They did a, uh, they celebrated the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bizarre choice. I'd gone to bed at that point. They could have done, I don't know. There's so many like. Oh, we didn't mention that they did the um, White Men Can't Jump. uh, They did. Tribute, which was good. that was good. One of the highlights of the night, they did the, the White Men Can't Jump tribute. They brought out uh, Wesley Snipes and Rosie Perez and Woody Harrelson. Three incredible, excellent, incredible <laughs> three actors. Three excellent, excellent actors we love. 
love Woody Harrelson. Love to uh, see him do his little bit. I'm trying to remember what award that was. Um, movie. Yeah, I, I, it was for I movie. I really don't remember. Yeah, but uh, Woody Harrelson did that bit where he was like about to open the envelope and he was like, I've been nominated three times. This is the most I've ever taught. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good stuff. Um, and also previously, uh, animated feature had gone to Encanto, uh, which like, fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. They brought out uh, three live action Disney princesses to present uh, that award, which is <laughs> weird. Yeah, two of them were British. Two of them were British and uh, the other one wasn't. It's a bit of a... British American British sort of <laughs> sort of play, which is also fun. Bab. Yeah. For sure. Will Smith won Best Actor. He did. He did. And uh decent win, good performance. No, I, I will I would not complain about about Will Smith winning this Oscar. Um and he gave a very emotional speech. Uh that um yeah. <laughs> good speech. How close is he to an EGOT? Oh, that is a good. Because he definitely has good, an Emmy. He sure, and uh, he definitely. I don't. I don't think he has a Tony. I think we can. Uh, That's yeah. Safely say that. And he was. He the does first have a Grammy. a Grammy. So you just got to get on stage. Come on, do a musical about the slap. Do a one man show. I would love to see Will Smith in a musical. I mean, he was the he was the genie in in the live action Aladdin. <laughs> Bring it to the to the Broadway <laughs> stage. That's famously one of um, BTS's favorite movies. Live action Will true. Smith Aladdin. They said so. <laughs> they love the live action Guy Ritchie Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> They just love Guy Ritchie. Was that an ad? No, it was a, a segue into the animated feature uh, oh, presentation. Interesting. I think. What I was going to say, uh, also because of the Governor's Awards, Elaine May is now one away from EGOT. She's got uh, Grammy and Tony. Oh. She just needs an Emmy and she's got it. That should be easy for her. Whenever she wants, <laughs> she can go ahead. We love to see it. I, everyone's saying it, but they got to put the governor's awards in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's so fun. The people who were part of that, just like amazing. Yeah, and and it's it's you know every year like rather than doing celebrating the twenty eighth anniversary of Pulp Fiction, just bring like. Give awards to legacy, you know, uh, filmmakers. Just show me Samuel L. Jackson. Show me Samuel L. Jackson. Show me Liv Ullman. <laughs> we'll have some fun. I, it's it's upsetting to me that I can't watch. I, I mean, apparently it was a pretty short speech, but I just want like a clip of the Elaine May speech and not to just watch like found footage of it. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Guillermo del Toro recorded it on his phone. Oh man, I sure hope so. He he was ready Slide to slide into the DMs. Yeah. So yeah, decent win for Will Smith. That that category uh-huh. was um all bangers and Javier Bardem for being there, Carter. <laughs> Javier Bardem, very good actor. 
very poor performance. Pretty famously not great performance. Uh, and he also, uh, he, he like had, I'm trying to remember this movie he was in, this uh, uh, The Good Boss, this this Spanish comedy he was in, they gave a really good performance and, and got like, that movie got like 20 nominations at the Goya Awards and then it, it didn't end up getting picked for the, for, for even um, the international feature category. Which was a good category. Wait, 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 did we talk about that one? Has it happened yet? Uh, I I guess we haven't uh, talked about those either, but it's you know good to be jumping around. So, yeah. um, wh- what else did because because um, uh, Hamaguchi went on. So he he went on for international feature. He won for Drive My Car. Uh, in yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the more stacked categories of the night. Um, they were really trying to play him off the stage like multiple times. It, that one really felt rude. Absolutely, absolutely, and he's 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 a he's a cute guy, you know. <laughs> he's a, a fun a fun little guy. There was like the first moment where it was like it kind of seemed like maybe he was done, and they played music, and then he was mm-hmm. like, "I'm not done." But then there was like another moment where they were starting to play him off after that. And it's like you already fucked up. Just let him go. <laughs> Just let him do his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty upsetting. Um, given you know all this love that they've had, that they you know that the voters had for for drive my car in this uh, in this process, like it was sort of a, an odds out winner in that like got a picture nomination and all that. But like, yeah, there, there's a real disconnect. He had Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, which also came out this year, which was a big movie. He's really he's doing it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> He had a, an excellent year. Um, after actor came actress. What they did for the for the Pulp Fiction reunion, it was uh, Thurman and Travolta and Sam Jackson, and they uh, had the briefcase from the movie, and they opened it up, and they pulled out the envelope. Yeah, <laughs> that's for, good. For the actor winner. And then uh, there's the actress category presented by Anthony Hopkins who uh, came out and was like, I think Will Smith said it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun guy. He presented actress to Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. I I did nominate uh, Chastain when when we did our our own awards here. Um, This was, you know, again, four bangers and Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardo. (laughs) Uh, yeah, d- definitely. It's uh, odd to think that um, <laughs> Eyes of Tammy Faye took home two awards tonight and Power of the Dog took home one. <laughs> Here's, I, I think something that has to be accounted for going forward is that there is an anti-Netflix bias specifically. Because C- if you just look at the history of it, like from Roma to... Irishman to Mank to Power of the Dog, just like movies that like are always like really in the conversation and get a ton of nominations and then win nothing. Sad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Chastain, I to Tammy Faye, that was a really good performance. People have pointed out how like the entire cast of The Help has gotten Oscars since The Help, except for Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. It's just a, you know, fun little thing. The Help is... 
The Help is a really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just to put it out there. <laughs> you just thought that they deserved it for The Help, but you're glad they're getting <laughs> their, their dues now. Yeah, they, they, they had to they had to do the go through the trial of the help and then they came out the other end and they're you know, all, all good actors, all people who uh maybe didn't deserve the specific for the specific performances they won for, but yeah. Um there was a whole uh Penelope Cruz sort of uh influx as as the show got close. A lot of people were saying, Oh, maybe Penelope Cruz has this. Uh but uh, it ended up going to the predicted winner, who is Jessica Chastain. The, these awards have been really predictable the last couple of years. I feel like they have to um, may, just, like, change the voting process in some way. Just, like, mix it up somehow, you know? I'm with you. They should throw out a movie that's not real every year. and see who votes. <laughs> yeah, they should. Like the bot in, like, uh, uh, um, Quiplash. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I they could like they could like do rank choice in every category. They could um, so, something that I think they really should do is like promote, you know, make an effort to promote indie movies and like you know promote movies throughout the year that are like outside of the season. You know, I think they should do away with this whole this whole kind of for your consideration bribery campaign the way they do it now you know they, they gotta they gotta get away from that but that's a whole other thing and then we had lady gaga and liza minnelli mm. presenting best picture i love lady gaga yeah she, great to see her as always did you see the clip um, of uh her uh trying to avoid uh caitlin jenner <laughs> and saying yeah, she switched she- baristas <laughs> It's like I haven't seen you in that Starbucks lately. <laughs> so great, we love her. Uh, Gaga, that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> and, uh, I, this is just reminding me of like at the beginning of the show after the Beyonce performance when they like <laughs> they like ran through every person who was going to show up in the show. They 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 did like the little yes. starring and then they went through everyone for like three Every minutes. Single person. <laughs> but uh yeah, and the surprise Hollywood legend that they talked about like once or twice throughout the show. I feel like they could have drummed that up a little more, but it was Liza Minnelli. Uh really good to see her. And um they had a really cute moment. You know, she was um having trouble keeping track of everything. And then uh, like, like as they were cutting to the montage, uh, there was audio that was left in of Gaga, of Gaga just, just whispering to her, like, I got you. And she's like, I know. <laughs> it was, it was cute. sweet. Uh, those Italian Americans. <laughs> they should have gone out uh, together man. with Francis Ford Coppola, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. That's my take. Absolutely. They should be. The we, <laughs> We need a whole a whole House of Gucci gang. <laughs> I had mentioned in, in the House of Gucci episode, which seems to come up a lot, uh, I talked about how the Jeremy Irons role was going to be Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing you say that. Yeah. And then uh, he couldn't do it for some reason. They, <laughs> they replaced him with Jeremy Irons, of course. Same guy. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so yeah, best picture went to Coda. <laughs> uh, 
it did. <laughs> we knew it would when you uh, went home and we were like, uh, can't wait to see who wins. And it was like, it was probably going to be Kota. <laughs> and just to think about like the the trajectory that that led to this point, I feel like <laughs> it had like, again, it's just like the timeline of how these things work out and how like, I, I, I mean, they were very active in the in the like campaigning process and like the whole cast was at every party, you know, for the whole season. But there's also just like, people started figure finding out about Coda and like it became the topic of conversation as we got into the show and that typically if you want to know what's going to win it's going to be the thing that people are suddenly talking about more as the show gets close but um if this show had been in February Coda would not have won <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right it's something that has been that, that was pointed out to me earlier today is that Almost always, like, without fail for the past, I, I think there, there's been, like, one exception in the past decade and two in the past two decades. But Best Picture almost always goes to a movie whose director has not had a Best Picture nominee before. I think there's there's reason to think that, you know, in, in the ranked choice voting age, a lot of the previous metrics for like what can win best picture are out the window, but there's definitely something to, you know, if a movie is directed by kind of a legacy director or someone who has gotten a lot of love from the Oscars in the past, they are not likely take best picture. I think the only exception in the 2010s was Birdman and the one before that was uh, No Country for Old Men in 07. Huh. So it, it it holds pretty consistent. And it makes me wonder about like if Netflix and some of some of these streamers have the wrong idea about like investing only in like these legacy like circa new Hollywood directors in you, you know uh, going for these big Oscar plays and, you know, giving Scorsese a hundred million dollars, giving Spielberg a yeah, hundred million dollars to do whatever, because it, with the goal of getting Oscars, because like, you know, Apple picked up a movie from Sundance and just, <laughs> and just sort of pushed it all the way to uh, the Oscars first Sundance movie to, uh, to win best picture actually. Oh, interesting. I think, hmm. but then I think about, I, I think what happened is Netflix tried to do that thing where they pick up a festival movie and take it all the way with Beasts of No Nation in 2015. That was the first movie they ever picked up. And then that ended up walking away with zero Oscar nominations. Um, and so then they were like, okay, now let's do something in the middle where we're taking like current directors and trying to give them more of a national profile. In 2017, they had... Uh, they they had Okja and Meyerowitz stories competing uh, at Cannes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the year that Amodovar was the, the jury president. And he was like opposed to the idea of a Netflix movie uh, winning Palme d'Or. Um, and actually <laughs> there was an altercation between him and Will Smith who was on the jury <laughs> because uh, w- yeah, Will Smith had this, had this pro Netflix uh uh, point of view and they uh, sort of got into an argument at a, at, a, at a not like a fight but an argument they, they brought out their different points at a at a that like the jury press thing um and so yeah you know now I, I think Netflix has 
started to go for these, you know, proven directors and they, you know, it's, it's gotten them a lot of nominations, but again, it really seems like there's a bias against Netflix <laughs> that, you know, ends up with them going home empty handed. I mean, also, you know, Amazon had the first uh, streaming movie to get a best picture nomination and that was a uh, Kenneth Lonergan. <laughs> so like there's uh, you know, a few lessons that could potentially be learned from the fact that, picture almost always has been going to a uh, director who hasn't had a picture nominee before, but uh, yeah, I guess overall um, this was a worse show than I expected it to be. I kind of didn't expect it to be that bad. And uh, I, I, I came out feeling that it was bad. I think um, in terms of what to fix <laughs> for next year, uh, new writers probably just book hosts now just get it out of the way <laughs> i know they don't even have a producer until like august but just like get a producer get a just host, get billy crystal on it you know <laughs> bring billy crystal back at this point would be like wild um but it could work they don't bring back jimmy kimmel <laughs> Because they, they did Kimmel a couple of times. It was like, maybe this is the thing. But they don't do that. No, no please no. But Ricky um, Gervais. <laughs> See, the thing is, <laughs> is there's something so funny about like the most recent time Gervais did uh, the Globes, which was like two, three years ago. And he was like doing all these bits about how about how they hate him and he hates doing it <laughs> and it's like but this is like the fifth time you've done it that's awesome what a card yeah that's the oscars <laughs> baby that's the oscars do you have any other thoughts before we sign off no uh, i think they should make more movies uh and less oscar mm. should be shorter yeah yeah i think i think they could stand to be shorter cater the show to people who like movies <laughs> i think is a, a good sure. lesson to learn they should keep doing the twitter voted fan favorite category i do think that worked out um and uh yeah you know um there the problems with the oscars are mostly problems with the entire studio system <laughs> that need to change and uh that is what ought to happen so thank you for joining me thanks for having me it's uh, always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime to the people who have been listening at home. Uh, you can support the show by uh, subscribing or sharing it with your friends. Uh, one of the best things you can do. Thank you for following along with me and I will see y'all next week. I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.